the one God. Can you say that with me? Seven proofs that Jesus is the one God. Now, I'm saying it that way on purpose because there are those that would say, well, Jesus is God. See, we're looking at several angles here. Some would say, well, he's God, but he's not the only God, like there's more than one God or something. Or like the Father, Son, and the Spirit in some way represent multiple gods. And, of course, that can't be. You can't have multiple gods. How many knows that's true? And how many knows you wouldn't even need multiple gods? Now, the ancient Greeks had this idea of, uh, you know, the gods had earthly sons and daughters, and uh, Zeus uh, had a wife on earth, and so on. All that nonsense. That was pure uh, mythology. Nothing true about it. It was a, it was a religious uh, nonsense, as it were. It was, it was not true. And that's why it's passed off the scene. But, of course, the history of Judaism and Christianity is as ancient as the earth itself. In fact, Adam was the first Jew. He was made by God. God gave him the faith that he had. Abraham was the father of the, uh, of the faithful, and he continued the message and so on. And until all the way down until Jesus came, and Jesus was Jewish. And he, uh, he explained to us exactly who he was. How many are thankful that you know who Jesus is? So what we're going to do today is I want to look at some scriptures, in fact, seven, although I'm going to, I'm going to refer to a couple of things besides those seven, but, but I'm looking at seven uh, fairly common scriptures that we can look at that will show us that, and prove that Jesus is the one God. And, of course, as you can see there on the side, this is the proof of what we call the oneness of God. That if Jesus is the one God, then the doctrine of the oneness of God is what I believe in the oneness of God. Someone say, well, I, I, believe, there's more, I believe that there's more than one God. Well, that, then you give that your, your name, and uh, I, I will stay with the word of God. How many remember Deuteronomy 6.4? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is... That's right. It didn't say the Lord our God is three. It didn't say the Lord our God is four or five or more. It said the Lord our God is one Lord, and that's true. How many knows the Word of God is true? Amen. So He is the one God. Now, the oneness of God, I'm throwing this in, and I know I'm repeating. I'm going back because we're going to walk our way up to the back door, which is that Jesus was both God and man, and that there is proof in it that Jesus was God in that He was a man that could do only what God could do. If a man can do everything that God can do, see, we're looking at proofs here. We're thinking of it in terms of, of absolute proof that Jesus is God. For example, the Gospel of John was written, in my opinion, was written to show the world that everything that Jesus did was proof that he was God. For example, and I forget who asked me this the other day, I, just this week, someone came by and we were talking, and at the very end of John, in chapter 20, and I don't know, this may, this may come up in a moment, but Thomas, uh, the doubting Thomas, uh, can, can hardly believe that Jesus is, since it's Easter, it's a great thought. Maybe it was Easter that they brought that up, that Thomas said, my Lord... And my what? My God. And so the point, though, is that John, the, the writer of the Gospel of John, he, he was the youngest disciple. His entire purpose was to end up with that statement where Thomas was the doubter, but he became convinced that Jesus was God. 
That's, that's the point. And, but, but remember, that, that doesn't, that's not what we're trying to prove. We're not trying to prove that Jesus was God because there may be tons of people believe that, but they don't believe he's the only God. That's the problem. They believe Jesus is part of God or in the Godhead. How many know what I mean when I say that? A lot of people will say, well, Jesus is in the Godhead. No, Jesus isn't in the Godhead. He is the Godhead. He is God. You know, he's not in the Godhead. All right, but, but, but you know, we're not trying to be critical. What I'm trying to show you is that we're not trying to just prove Jesus is God. We're trying to prove that there are irrefutable proofs in simple scriptures. Now, there are hundreds of them, but we're just looking at a couple of them, seven to be exact, that Jesus is the one God. He is the one God. That he, even though he was a man, and remember, that's the back door. Even though he's a man, that he is still the God of the Old Testament. Someone said, well, how can he be the God of the Old Testament? He's a man. He's living. He, he's walking and healing and so forth. Well, because God became a man. And the proof of who Jesus is is even in his humanity. And we'll see that in just a moment. All right. So the, we could say then that the teaching of the oneness of God is this. Or this is what I, I say. And it's down here at the bottom. There is one God. Everyone say that. All right, there is one God. And we just quoted Deuteronomy 6, 4, and we're not here to prove there's one God, but you can't, it wouldn't make any sense to say Jesus is the one God if you don't believe there's one God. So I'm just saying, we'll start with that affirmation, that there is one God. And Jesus is that one God. That is to say, the man Christ that came into the world was born of a virgin. Now, folks, that ought to be a dead giveaway right there. He's born of a virgin. Woo! That ought to tell you something. Now, we're living in a world that's running crazy, and we got all kinds of trouble. The answer for this generation is Jesus. Hallelujah. Born of a virgin, raised from the dead. Praise God. Amen. So he was God. So there is one God, and Jesus is that God. And that's, so that's our starting premise. Now, our first scripture, uh, we're about to get to it, and here, here are a load of other scriptures, but I want you to notice this one especially. What does this one say? Brother, uh, who's over here can help me? Brother uh, French, right on the front row. <coughs> yes. Is that what it says? Anybody want to look it up and make sure? I, I'm, I'm only uh, just looking at a couple things and I can guarantee you what happened all right there is one God first Timothy 2 5 I have a lot of people that will say well now listen to me I've got to go quickly I can't wait on you got to kind of wait you got to wake up you got to get drink your coffee all right now okay a lot of people will say to me well reverend don't you understand that uh in the Old Testament, they didn't know about that there was more than one God. In the Old Testament, they just thought there was just one God. But in the New Testament, we get something different. We find out there's a Father and a Son and the Spirit, and these, uh, these three are multiple persons. They're multiple somethings. And, and they're not just one God. They're more than one God. And I, I always say to them, where in the Bible does it say that the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are different gods? It doesn't say that. They're not different gods. And usually they'll, uh, th- th- there are several things we'll start with, but I- I'm not going to go there yet. But the- the- I will always say to them, where in the New Testament does it suggest, for example, they might use terms I'm not going to go into, that would say, well, this is what the New Testament teaches. And I always say, where? Where does it teach that? 
Of course, the fact of the matter was, years ago, I thought the same thing. I thought, well, the New Testament, if he's a son, then he must be someone else that we didn't know about, even though it was prophesied to come. But, of course, the Bible reaffirms over and over again that, for example, Galatians 3, God is one, but especially uh, 1 Timothy 2, 5, because there is one God. Can you say that with me? There is one God. That was our premise. That's, that was our premise that before we get to our seven proofs, there's one God and Jesus is that one God. That's what we're about to talk about. So we can clearly see that there is nothing that suggests, well, there's multiple persons of God or there's multiple God, whatever language or terminology you want to use. Uh, that the fact of the matter is Jesus is the, I wouldn't say the, can you see that I use that special font right there? Took me a while to find that. Special font. He is the one God. He's not part of God. He's not divine. And then there's other divine uh, creatures out there, or gods out there. No, no. He is the one God. That's who Jesus is. He's the one God. Now, of course, you couldn't divide God up and have multiple gods anyway. And you don't need them. Nobody needs more than one God. The God that we're serving is all-powerful. He's a marvelous. How many know Jesus is a marvelous God? You don't need multiple gods. So the Father... The invisible God took on human form. They named him Jesus because Jesus is the name of God. How many knows that God has a name? Y'all shall call his name Jehovah or Yahweh in the Hebrew. And uh, so, they, they, so what does Jesus mean? Jesus means Yahweh is Savior. God took on human form and became a Savior. My goodness, folks. I had a guy arguing with me the other day about it because he wants to believe, he wants to, he wants to believe so strong that Jesus is someone else in God. And he was trying to prove to me that Yeshua, and, and uh, in the Hebrew he was going to, I said, how much Hebrew have you had? Well, I've never had any Hebrew. I said, well, then I don't think I would talk about the Hebrew. If you've never had Hebrew, I mean, I know people that have Hebrew and they agree with you. I know some. I've had Hebrew, I teach Hebrew, I've been a Hebrew, I'm a language major, that's my degree at the university, and, and so forth, and, and that doesn't prove I'm right, but I'm just telling you, you do, you tell me, okay, you tell me, you're talking about the Hebrew, right, mm-hmm. okay, have you ever, can you read Hebrew, can you speak Hebrew, do you know a word of Hebrew, well, Yeshua, the one, the one we're arguing about right now, yes, I know that word, well, in other words, you know one word of Hebrew. And you want to argue with me about whether Yeshua proves that Jesus is another God, another part of God. It couldn't be Yahweh because he's Yeshua. That's what you're trying to tell me. If he's Yeshua, the, the, the Yah that saves, then he can't be Yahweh at the same time. Well, I got news for you right now. Jesus can be the building and the door at the same time. He can be the vine and the fruit at the same time. He can be the trunk and the branches at the same time. He can be God and man at the same time. You don't need to get excited. You don't have to get excited. All right. Jesus was man. Yes, but he was more than a man. In fact, I love, it makes me love God all the more to know that he, did, he, that he had the riches of heaven. Of course, Paul talks about it. I'm not, make, I'm not 
saying this for the first time. But he had all of that, and he gave, he didn't have to, remember years ago, I want to find that song. It's not maybe old enough, but when I, <laughs> when I was a lot younger, Sister French, did you ever uh, sing, uh, oh no, I'm going to forget the song. Um, <laughs> she keeps telling me, do not ask me, do I know songs in the middle of service? Um, but I'm not asking you about several songs, just this one, just this one song. Um, we used to sing uh, <laughs> uh, remember uh, he's God on the platform he's God on the wall no not the wall he's God on the floor isn't he God on the floor he's God at the back door now, I'm, I'm making a point. I know this is hard. Some of you are, I'm just trying to wake a few of you up. Um, remember, but isn't there a part in there, the, the, the way I wrote it, it's different. But there's a part in there, the real song, that says he's God on the platform. He's God at the door. He's God something or other, and he's God all over the floor. Anybody remember that? Okay. Well, that used to bother me. That he's got all over the floor. Now, as a, you know, an older person now, I, I think I get whoever wrote that. Their point must have been, don't you think, hon, that, that uh, all over the place. But you could see where a young person, you remember when they used to sing, in my heart there rings a melody. And you thought they were singing there's green and yellow beans? Uh, I'm just trying to make a point here. In my heart there are green and yellow beans. Well, that's a horrible thing to sing. But Sister French used to sing that. In my heart are green and yellow beans, green and yellow beans. She sang it for years. And thought that it was green and yellow beans was in your heart. But it was actually there rings a melody. But as a young child... And, you know, she's raised up from little teeny baby right up and singing as a little little girl. And uh, so the first time I heard them singing, he's got all over the floor. Man, that made me nervous. He's got on the platform. You know, you can't sing that. I know that's not the kind of song, we, you know, that's not a hymn. That's a, <clears throat> I don't know what that is. I don't know where that song came from. But we used to sing it. And he's God. Somewhere else, he's got everywhere. I mean, you just, the song goes on and he's got it, but he's got all over the floor. It is, uh, it is a wonderful thing, though, to find out and realize in the end that Jesus is everything. Praise God. Jesus is everything. Someone said, well, you're Jesus only. I, some people told me that because I would say Jesus is God. That's it. He's God. Oh, no, no. You must be Jesus. I, I'm not Jesus only. He's the Father. He's the Son. He's the Holy Ghost. He's all these things. There's one God. Jesus is that one God. So as Father, He's the invisible God. As the Son, He's man. He came as man. How many are thankful that He came as man? He's God everywhere. He's God Himself. So the riches of heaven. Someone, someone then tried to say, well, but God was hiding these other persons. Now listen to me. Some of you don't like it. I'm going to keep saying it. That God was hiding the truth of these other persons in the Old Testament. 
And that's why the Jews didn't know about it, as though uh, there was something hidden and Jesus was hiding. Let me tell you something. Jesus was hiding nowhere. You couldn't hide him if you tried. How many knows you couldn't hide Jesus if you tried? You could try a million years to hide Jesus, and you could never hide him. He wasn't hidden because he was the invisible God of the Old Testament. But he took on him the form of a man. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Oh, let's lift our hands and praise him. I know I've got to hurry. Father, I thank you for it. Lord, I ask you to anoint our minds and our hearts to know who Jesus is. And Lord, to know who you are. Our concepts sometimes fail us, but we worship you for who you are. And we thank you. There's only one God, and Jesus is that one God. That's, that's just all there is to it. Now, let's begin our proofing here with the first scripture, which we already covered, but I'm, I'm rehearsing it. Titus 2 tells us that we are looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of what? The God. Now, you put mega, we get the word mega from the Greeks. Uh, so, the great God, or the, the God... Someone one time was telling me, well, no, what does the Bible say? Jesus is the God. He's God, but he's not the God. There's other gods. And I said, no, no, Jesus is the God. And so I said, wait a minute. And so I began to go through Scripture and look for Scriptures because they were wanting the word the. If they couldn't see the word the, then they weren't going uh, to accept it. I said, well, let's, let's go to tell. And so we went there, and they said, oh, oh I never saw that before. I said, well, how are you, when are you going to get rid of that word the? Because you just told me the word the is all important and I just showed it to you. He's the great God. You just told me you had to see the word the. You weren't going to accept it. Well, I don't know what to do with it. Oh, yes, you do. You know to go hide it. Hide that word. Because you're trying your best to show me that he's not the God and I just showed you that he is right there in the Bible. Why would you want to run and hide that? Well, because I believe something else. Well, what needs to change is not the Bible, but what I believe about the Bible. And that is that Jesus is not just a God. He's not part of God. He is the God. He, we're looking for the appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. How many are thankful that he's coming back? We're getting ready to see him. So the first thing is that he is the God. Number two, and we're going to go quickly here if we can, and without controversy. Could we read this together? We're right here. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Now, let's begin here with the word manifest just for a moment. Uh, I'm going to have to skip some of this. Uh, but the word manifest is an, another, it's, it's, it's a kind of an, a, an interesting word that is translated from the idea of something being uh, made to appear. Something can be seen, in other words. He's manifest. Like, for example, if someone, if, uh, I, well, uh, I'm getting too technical, but, you know, someone says you, you need to manifest something. They mean, I need to be able to see that. You, how many understand that's true? You manifest it. You show it. If a judge says, you need to, I need to see, you, you need to manifest so-and-so, they mean give the proof of it. Bring it out here and show it to us. That's the, that's, he manifested himself. He revealed himself. He showed himself. In other words, as other scriptures tell us, he became a man or he was, he, uh, was manifested in the flesh. How many are thankful that he came in the flesh? 
Now, the other part of this, I, I'm going to skip because of time, and we've already, we've already talked about it. Now, let's go to number three. So there's no controversy about it. God, everyone say God. And I'm going to suggest that it means absolutely this. The one God, not, not a, some other part of God, but God himself. So when people ask me, I'll often say, listen, you're going to have to get the cobwebs of the idea that Jesus is just some secondary person. You need to quit saying God in the sense of, well, a divine someone became a man. You need to always add the word himself. That in, the, in the Greek, that's called intensity. And they have verb tenses for it. For you'll say, I, for example, let's, let's give a little t- test. And I know I, I, some of you are starting to wake up. So um, I might say, I am. Because I can't say it, but let's just say that I'm Barack Obama. Let's just say that. I am the president of the United States of America. Well, there are very few people that can make that statement throughout time. So, if someone says it, you're gonna, the first thing you're going to say is, uh, that's not likely. How could you be the president? Now, Barack Obama can say that. I'm the president of the United States. But if you wanted to emphasize it, and let's say I'm Barack Obama. I, now, can you pretend that for just a moment? That I am President Barack Obama? Some of you are acting like that's very difficult for you to do. All right. I could say, I myself. And then I've, what I've done, I've doubled it up. That's why we use what we call reflexive pronouns. I myself, you yourself, that's why you you talk to your kids like that, or used to. You, you don't want to just say you, you want to double up. That's what moms do. I mean, moms and dads do. (laughs) I did that on purpose. They want to emphasize something. And so when he says God was manifest, you need to always think of it this way. God himself was manifest because there is no other God. How many know there is no other God but God? Hallelujah. There's no other God. Now the devil may try to tell you things and he may think he's powerful, but the devil is not God. We serve a mighty God and that God is by himself. There's no one beside him, above him, or beneath him. He is God alone. Shema Yisrael Adonai, the Lord our God, is one Lord. So God was manifest in the flesh. Now, number three, and uh, we're moving on. Now, let me, where'd the scripture go? Is it on here? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's in the middle of the clouds. I'm sorry. Uh, got to quit moving. I got to quit moving these things around. Now, here's a short scripture. If, of course, there was more than one God, you wouldn't talk like this. You wouldn't say, I and the Father are one, would you? If there are two, right? Oh, no, okay, uh-uh, okay. I didn't get the, I, I don't think I quite got the, you to think about that. Uh, if they were two and you were trying to identify them, which is what was happening here in, in John 10, You wouldn't say that they are one. You would say they are two. How many know what I'm saying? 
you would say, I and the Father are two. And of course, uh, there'd be no need to say that, but if the point was to say, but what's interesting here, if you want to think with me just a moment, and, and I know I said it earlier, but that is that this is a neuter. And that is very strange because the word father, is it feminine or masculine? I know you're not Greek students, but would the word father be feminine or masculine? What would be your guess? It would be masculine. So you would say, I and my father are something masculine. That is to say, like the Spanish language or the Italian language or most languages except English, they have gender to all words. And so when you say one, you have to decide what gender you're going to use. They should have used the masculine, but he didn't. He used the neuter. Why would you use the neuter? And the point is, you would use the neuter to make an emphasis. And so what kind of emphasis would you be making? What what the Greeks called emphatic emphasis, which is then translated like this. I and my father are one and the same. That's the emphasis. That's why you use a neuter. Now you say, is there, someone told me the other day, I was talking to some folks that didn't like that. And they said, well, what else could it be? I said, well, it, it could be this. And they said, well, anything but that. And I said, why? The Greeks used neuters in order to make emphasis. There has to be some reason they switched it to a neuter. And I'm telling you, it was because he was trying to make the statement that they are one and the same. Everybody say, praise the Lord. In the same way, by the way, that the water in the ocean can evaporate and become a cloud, it's the same water. It's not a different water. And Jesus is not a different God. He is the same God. Praise God. Okay, so anyway, number four. Here we go. Let's look at number four. It's for as much then as the children are partakers. Now we've come to Hebrews 2. And I'm going to look at a few scriptures here. Uh, I'm going to spend my time right here. I've been trying to get to this. For as much then as the children, that means all of us, the people, are partakers. Everyone say partakers of flesh and blood. That's another way of saying this is where we ended last time. We rushed through and looked at what the scriptures were, but we did not look at the scriptures in detail. So we have the time this morning to think about them. For as much then as the children, Hebrews 2.14 are partakers that is they and here here's the greek word now I, i'm not going to bore you with this but but uh you know koinoinio it means to share in it's the word that where we get the word fellowship as you know and so on but um it's it's translated in the king james partakers they are they share in humanity so we're all created and uh, we're not dogs or cats or flowers or birds right you're very quiet no i'm just kidding we're not we're not some other creature we are human we are partakers of flesh and blood so that is to say that we are human it was a common way to refer to humankind flesh and blood they would refer to men and women as flesh and blood so they share in that so for as much then as we i'm 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 saying it rearranging it a bit we are all share in humanity he also himself see how many see the word himself there he emphasized it he also himself likewise 
paralesios, or in exactly the same way. In other words, notice the flow of words here. He, in exactly the same way. Now, to bring in the word paraplesios in the middle of this, wor- in the middle of this verse. So, he, uh, he, we, we're all partakers of flesh and blood. So, he himself... So he had to be something else. Now listen, listen to me. I'm talking to you. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I'm preaching. I feel the Holy Ghost and I'm glad you're here. Praise God. This is, this is sending a spirit of revelation in this room right now. Jesus had to have been somewhere. So this is for all those that believe Jesus was nothing at all, just a man and no more. Jesus had to have been somewhere if he took upon him. Oops. Okay, okay. He also himself likewise so he had before he was flesh and blood he had to have been something else and that something else was god everyone say praise the lord so he was god and yet we all down here in 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 the world he had created us and we were flesh and blood and we were partakers the children are we're all we're all participants or we're all we all share in humanity and god knew satan didn't know it but god knew that if he found if he had a way i'm not i'm saying this in the wrong way because i don't mean to suggest that god was trying to figure it out god never was trying to figure anything out he knew it from the beginning he knew everything from the beginning Praise God. Let's lift our hands and praise him one more time. Oh, Jesus, give us, Lord, let your spirit confirm the word today. Lord, let our hearts receive it. So we were partakers, but he wasn't. He wasn't a partaker. He's the creator. He's above humanity. So he, in exactly the same way, paraplesios, he likewise King James says. I like that. I'm just trying to be sure you understand what's being said here. He didn't just say likewise, like you just like throwing a key out the window. Paraplexios, in exactly the same way, he himself, emphasis, took part, and you notice the little dot, dot there, metexen, metexen, not a Texan, from Texas, but metexen, that is to participate with. So he's got, he bring the word, he's come back to talk about participation. He first says we, we, the children were all participators. And so they, that is, they're all human and they are sharing that. So he himself, likewise, he wasn't human, he was God. He took part. He participated in our humanity. He became a man. Oh, hakatashatava. Hallelujah. My goodness. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. I know it's a lesson, but me, I want to tell you something. I feel the Lord here this morning in exactly the same way. Now, when you, so I'm trying to emphasize this. He didn't fudge. He wasn't kind of like a man. Some people will say, well, God was a little bit like a man, but, um, but you know, uh, no, no. He was exactly like a man. In every single way that we are man, he was man. In fact, he died like a man. He lived like a man. He breathed like a man. He was a man. 
Can you say praise the Lord? So likewise, he took part or he, he became, you could say, or participated in the same. Now this last word I've put down here, and uh, of course you can see it, tone out tone, uh, which is a very interesting little Greek construction. But the minute you say tone out tone in Greek, you know, wow, okay, wait a minute. Uh, um, hmm. So he began to participate in humanity in, ex- in the same exact or identical way. See, the only reason you would use the word tone out tone is to make the statement that it was identical. For example, let's say I was trying to say, um, <clears throat> someone might ask, uh, uh, is, 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 are you talking about the same pulpit? Are you, the, or, or do you just mean similar? No, 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 I mean exactly this one. Tone out tone. That's what you do in Greek. Okay, was it, is this the same money? Are you, of course I haven't got any. Sister French, do we have any money? Do you have any money? Where's your money? Uh, Okay, so Sister French might say, uh, like she got birthday money. And she's been telling me, I have birthday money. And I would say, I know, I know, I saw you. I saw you open those cards. And uh, she, yes, but I have birthday money. And I'm, I'm going here, oh, I'm, she, you're going to let me actually hold it? I haven't even got to hold the cards. that she, I got to look at them, but I didn't get to hold them. This is the first of the money. $20. That she was given as a birthday gift. And that's very sweet. And what a precious thing that was. And, and y'all's birthdays are what? Uh, four days apart. So are we talking about the same exact $20 bill? Or, we, or, or do you have a 20 No, I, I'm, he, he knows that. Uh, uh, they don't trust me. I don't know why. But, but you would say tone out tone. When you mean that's exactly, that's the same doll, that, not doll, that's the same 20 right there that we're talking about. That's the one that I had there. It was missing. And, and, and I can tell because, uh, are there any markings on that that are unusual, like someone wrote on it or anything? Uh, nope. So how would you know? Well, because it was folded. And, and so in other words, I know that it is tone out tone. It is exactly it's not just identical, and like these two pews are identical. If I took these out of here, it would be difficult. Unless you put a mark on it, you would have to determine which pew was it. I, I'm not sure now that it's not sitting in first and second rows. But we're not talking about identical in that sense. We're talking about identical in the sense of it is exactly that same thing. This is the humanity identical to that which we now have because he has partaken of it because only God could find a way to save us by becoming a man and taking away our sins. Could we just lift our hands and thank Him for it just for a moment? Father, we do praise You right now because You are awesome. Your blessing is here. We thank You and praise You. Lord, You are so good to us. And we give You praise in Jesus' name. Well, I have to stop. Um, I have to stop. Let's stand together and uh, let's... Let's get ready to turn this over to our, to our praise team, and hopefully they're, they're on their way. But I think what we ought to do, and I know uh, 
that uh, they're going to take over. We'll sing and all. But I think that what we are hearing today is something that is so important that we should pray that God would send an understanding to people's hearts that Jesus is, in fact, God and that he owes, we owe him all of our allegiance. Can we pray for a revival that would reveal that to people's hearts? Can we just praise him for a moment? Father, I ask right now that you would allow the Spirit of the Lord to send a spirit of revelation to people's hearts. I know sometimes that theology gets, uh, you know, muddled and we get all involved in ourselves. But we ask, Lord, that you would let the will of God be done and speak to us and we give you praise for it. In the name of Jesus, praise God.